0: Okay, we're live. Hi everyone, we are Sunflowers and Red Feathers. I'm Christina. And I'm Stephanie. We are two moms living
1: in the before and after of child loss.
0: Join us in this journey as we share our stories of not only loss, but how life after loss can still be full of beauty, love, hope, and joy. Be sure
1: to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on when we post a new video we're all hello
0: everybody hi <laughs> we welcome are our, our, oh go ahead oh say welcome to our very first vlogcast. Yes. apparently yes. we should talk about who to talk first <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: Perfect. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> this will be good. too. So this blogcast um is for anybody that's newly bereaved. Um, we wanted to talk about what's helpful and what's not helpful for the newly bereaved mom, parent, um, anyone that's grieving. Um, this is from our own experiences, and we wanted to just touch a few things that were on our minds and what can help you or help you if you're helping someone that is grieving.
0: Yeah. So what we've talked about a lot in our in the past is um, how you can't really vocalize at first what you need as a newly bereaved person. Literally all you can think about is the fact that your child is gone and how do you make meals, do laundry, get groceries, that kind of stuff just is not even first on your priority list at all. So we decided to just kind of come up with a list of things that you can do as a person to help somebody who is in that state of mind. Um, or as an employer or as another entity like a church or some kind of support group. So um, to start off with, we thought we would tell you um, as an individual person, whether that be a family member, a close friend, somebody that uh, just feels like they are uh, just wanting to help this person. whatever reason, um, just as an individual, what you can do to help the newly bereaved. So for me, a huge thing that people did when my son Mason died was just bought us uh, groceries. They just brought stuff that was easy. We didn't have to cook, you know, like muffins and um, snacks, like Costco stuff, big, big bags of popcorn and snacks and all that kind of thing that you can just eat really easily. You don't have to worry about cooking it or going bad if you leave it on the counter because you forget, whatever. Um, so also meal trains are huge. People set up meal trains for me for, well, actually they did it a number of times because I kind of went through a phase where um, making dinner was a big trigger for me because that was my time after work, after um, I got home. It was like my time with my son Mason before my husband got home. And so uh, just the thought of making dinner was a huge trigger for me. And so I really struggled. And so um, some people knew that and decided to set up another meal train for us for about another month. Oh, wow. um,
1: like, That's awesome.
0: I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it was months after. So anyways, meal trains were a huge blessing for me, just even one meal a day is a big thing. Um, and that just to go along with that, like paper supplies, plates, napkins, toilet paper is a huge one, believe it or not, because that's like the last thing you're thinking about. And so many people come and visit you, you would be surprised on how quickly you go through toilet paper, especially being 2020 right now. <laughs> it's like, Stop up on toilet paper! Um, but yeah, that was a huge one. People just brought us stuff that we didn't have to worry about washing dishes and just could throw it away. It was awesome.
1: Exactly. Um, after we lost Josh, I remember the night um, that we lost him. I had a friend come over with this huge, huge laundry basket and it was full of like p- paper plates and cups and there was snacks for the other kids, like things that I wouldn't, I couldn't even think about because right. I was in this, what just happened? My, I was in shock. My body was not there. <laughs> I mean, it was there obviously, mm-hmm. but I couldn't think and just those little simple things like first I was like, Oh, great. I got paper plates, but you know what? They were huge. I didn't have to do the dishes that week. I didn't, it was a big, big blessing. So that was huge. Um, having people bring in meals, like I am a super independent person, but having someone bring in meals was really good for me. Um, I wasn't going to eat. I couldn't eat. I couldn't even think about eating, but having the meals there and something to snack on, was a big deal because i needed to eat i needed to be there for my mm-hmm. family as well and that was something that helped me stay strong so i was super grateful for those things that's for sure um i think yeah, yeah having just the supplies the little things that you don't think about like the toilet paper or the paper plates and just even hand soap i got hand soap and i was like okay because
0: people were coming into my house <laughs> people brought spray because my son was missing um for the full night before they found him. And uh it was summertime, and so mosquitoes were so bad. So yeah, we had like 10 cans of mosquito spray. There we go. Uh, All you know those what? things that you wouldn't think about. Yeah, but. exactly. So just think about what that person as an individual might need, depending on the season, um, the circumstance, etc., and just find little things, little gestures that can be helpful.
1: Very beautiful, yes. Um, and so Going on with that, um, that's kind of how you can, if you're a friend and you are looking for a way to help, that's something you can do. Um, But maybe you're a church or a support system that needs to come in and help. Um, There's lots of things you can do. Some of that is just offering to help set up the memorial service or the funeral and the burial. Um, For me, I didn't even know where to start. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my baby. You don't plan for those things. You know, I remember when they pulled Joshua drowned, And so when they pulled him out, um, they were like, okay, so where, where do you want to take him? Where do you want him taken? What do you want done with him? And I was like, I have to make that decision now. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: I, it's impossible to even make those decisions. It's, it's impossible to plan ahead of that. You're not supposed to plan for your child's death and funeral that's no no one's prepared for that it's not like i was 80 and planning my own you know yeah,
0: and i think but, something that's big is even if you don't necessarily attend a church or have like a home church that you're involved with there are so many churches out there that are willing to help so i we were going to a church thankfully but um i know a lot of churches have stepped in and we actually had a memorial service at a church that wasn't even our own because it was available in the time frame that we needed so there are tons of people who are willing to help because it's just not, nobody knows how to handle child loss. You know, they just, everybody just wants to help you because they feel so bad and they can't imagine. Everybody says that I can't even imagine. And you can't unless you go through it, but, um, churches are just a huge support system for sure. And, um, my church, they planned everything from a prayer visual, the day that they found his body, which was the next morning. And then they did, um, a memorial service at the church that offered to let us do it there. And then they also did another little service and a balloon release for the day that they was buried up um, in Cascade. So, um, and they were literally there like every step of the way they went with us to the funeral home, helped us pick out everything. And yeah, it was huge. No, that is huge. So
1: don't be afraid to reach out. If somebody isn't reaching out to you, please, please reach out. That is important. And they're going to help you every step of the way because as a grieving mom, there's, you can't, you can't do it by yourself. You can't, you need the extra help. Um, and I got lots of help with, um, planning our funeral, planning the memorial service, and even they took care of food afterwards. So they invited our whole family, anybody that attended our memorial service to have a big meal afterwards. And that was really, really special. So reach out. There's lots of people that are willing to help, especially for the loss of a child at it's
0: unthinkable. And something that kind of goes along hand in hand with that is whether it's a, a friend or a church, if you know this person, it doesn't really matter who actually, but everybody needs help financially. I mean, if you can set up a GoFundMe account, people are willing to help Um if they can't bring you stuff, if they're far away, out of state, hearing about your story or whatever, they are willing to help you financially, whether it be for funeral costs or any kind of service. So Go GoFundMe accounts are huge, too. I think okay. that was probably one of the biggest blessings for us because, you know, I paid for everything <laughs> regarding yeah. taking care of that. So.
1: There was a family, just a couple, well, I think it was a month or two ago that lost their child here in the Treasure Valley and they had a GoFundMe set up. And it, this family, they, they were starting from nothing. They had just moved here and um, they didn't have a home of their own yet. And this GoFundMe account, it went all throughout the nation and people were so, so generous. And this family pretty much has a year's worth of income. I mean- yeah. That is a huge blessing. So nothing replaces your child ever, ever. Nothing will. But
0: having that buffer is. It allows you time to grieve because, yeah, because you don't have to worry about going back to work right away. And you don't have to worry about whether you, even if you're looking for a job, you know, where are you to get the money to go get groceries and that kind of thing after, because it's sad, but really after about a week or a month, the people who aren't your closest friends and family they're going to move on with their lives and you're not and so you have to start thinking about the logistics like how am i going to pay for rent or my mortgage like do i have to find a job do i have to go back to work and that brings up our next point about um if you're an employer to this person who just lost their child if there is any way that you can keep paying for uh, their wages like they were from like for example, my employer paid me what I would be wait- be making if I had gone back to work. Uh, I took a month off and for me, um, that is I decided to go back because I needed to get out of the house. But um, if you can allow that person to take as much time as they need and not have to make them worry about having to go back to work fi- for financial reasons, that's amazing.
1: Yes, my I husband is um, a CPA okay. and we lost Joshua right in the middle of tax season. Um, so Jared had yeah. to go back to work, which was really hard on all of us. And I really think he could have benefited from having a little bit extra time off because he had to go back just two days after we lost him. And I, I don't, I know, how he I, I
0: don't yeah. know how he did. <laughs>
1: so, yes, I agree with that.
0: So, There's so much healing that happens in that first time. If you can't process it and like you start stuffing from the get-go just to get through your days, that's hard.
1: It is really hard. You, <sighs> you can't heal that way. It takes a long time. So that kind of moves on to our next points of what helped us individually. Um, I know for me, so before we even got home, I, I guess we haven't really told our backstories, but just a little tidbit, um, I lost Joshua on a family trip, and um, we were heading home, and my phone was blowing up. Somebody had heard that we lost Joshua, and they posted it all over social media, and so before mm-hmm. I even got home, before I was even able to talk to my family, um, everybody already knew, and that, it was kind of hurtful. Uh, yes. I know that sounds horrible, but it was hard because I really needed to talk to the people that were closest to me. I needed that time to process what was going on, but everybody already knew, and I already had a hundred messages from people saying, "Oh my goodness, what can we do for you?" And I was like, mm. "I, I woo, what? <laughs> you know?"
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't even told
1: you yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was crazy. Everybody wanted to hear the story right away. And I'm like, I'm not even home. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> that was probably the hardest shock. Like it was just right in my face. So um, have someone advocate for your privacy. No, like contact someone to be like, hey, can you control this for me? <laughs> if yeah. you see that, that that's happening um, and feel free to shut your phone off, shut Facebook off, shut your message, shut your notica- notifications off, anything you have to do to protect yourself at the moment because you are in complete survival mode and you are Mm -hmm. hurting and you don't need to read all the messages.
0: (laughs) I promise. (laughs) They will be there when you're ready. Yeah, Yeah, I got a lot of Facebook messenger messages from people that I didn't even know because uh kind of a little backstory to mine. Um my son also drowned. Um he was 19 months old and there's a creek that ran behind our house and Um, He drowned in that creek and they didn't find him until the next day. And so he was a missing child overnight. Um, They searched for him until it got dark until about midnight on Tuesday night. And they found him Wednesday morning around 10 a.m. They started again at six in the morning looking for him. So for that whole time span, he was um, about 10 hours. He was a missing child. And so there was news stories everywhere. Every news station, we had people knocking at our door trying to get the scoop and people were like oh my gosh we're sharing like crazy because everybody was trying to find this missing little kid and then all of a sudden they he was a child who had died and so everybody knew already and so my phone had been going like crazy and i remember i got some messages and i started reading them and you know maybe they maybe i remembered them maybe i didn't but for instance yours i don't think i went back and reread yours and reached back out to you for quite a while i don't remember if it was a week or a month or but you you need to process yourself before you go back and go start looking for support groups and that kind of thing. So it took me a while before I started reaching out. And um yeah. yeah. So for me that was a huge thing was finding like support groups on Facebook and Instagram and just start following because I don't want to say it's morbid, but at first all you want to do is find people who feel as hurt and as deep in their depression as you are. And so for me, that was going on Pinterest and scrolling through sad grief quotes until I was bawling my eyes out for hours. I would do that every day, every night until I couldn't cry anymore (laughs) and just shared all these things to my Pinterest. But, um, but that's what I needed. I needed to, to cry and I needed to to feel what I was feeling. And that really helped me for a while. And then after I got out of that super deep dark spot and I needed to, to find my joy that's when i started following um helpful groups that were speaking about like us like how to find yeah. your hope and joy after child loss so Definitely. it just depends on the place that you're in and what you need at the moment and it, everything is okay
1: yeah i went on amazon like that week that i lost joshua and i ordered a ton of books on grief um i went to school to be a grief counselor And I thought I knew it all, (laughs) but I didn't, nothing compares to child loss. And so um, I studied up on a whole bunch of books to help me figure out what I was feeling because I knew what grief was, or at least I thought I did, but child loss grief is a whole different ball game. And so I studied, I studied hard and I needed those good cries too. So I totally get it. I went on Facebook and I joined a ton of grieving mom groups and they were just as hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they were helpful. So, um, be sure to reach out for that support. There's lots of things, lots of outlets that way, which is really good. Um, for me at the beginning, lots of people started just coming over all the time. Um, mm-hmm. whether I was prepared for it, or not, I can't talk prepared for it or not. Um, and I just got to the point where I didn't know what to say when people were like, what can we do to help? And so I would just give them something to do. I remember I had a friend come over, knocked on my door and I just told her to come in and she said, what can I do? And I said, go organize my kitchen. Cause I, did, I really <laughs> didn't know what to say anymore. And she did, she just walked uh, out of my kitchen and started taking care of my cupboards. And you know what? Cool. I, I didn't need that. Uh, I didn't need anything, but um, that was a big help to me. It's silly, yeah. but
0: it works. And it makes the person feel like they're helping. So exactly. there's nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> exactly. But at the moment, I think something that was really helpful to me was just having somebody there um to listen to me. I mean, with my husband going back to work just a couple days after, I was yeah. alone. I was stuck with this new emptiness. Um I was at home. I still had babies at home, but there was a huge hole in my yeah. home. And having someone there um just to help me fill that gap a little bit helped a lot. Having someone that I could cry to, someone that just wouldn't say anything at all helped a lot. So that, yeah, if you are that kind of person and you just need something to fill in that gap, let people come in, let them help any way that they can, even if it means organizing your kitchen cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: Um, so for me, uh, Mason was my first born, and so when he died, um my house was empty too. My parents lived next door, and so for the first probably week, I would just kind of mosey over there and hang out and that was that was great because my mom and I are really close and so she and I kind of grieved together while the guys went off and did whatever the guys did and that was really helpful and then but I remember like after that I just wanted to be at home it was just so eerily quiet you go from having like this crazy rambunctious toddler running around to just utter silence and it was it was miserable and so after about a month of that I was like okay I got to go back. Well, we ran away to Hawaii for a week, but that's just a sidebar. <laughs> but we ran away and then came back and after about a month we decided I that I needed to go back to work cuz I just I couldn't deal with the silence anymore. So, um that was helpful for me just getting out of the house and yeah. going back to work. But if you have kids and you're a stay-at-home mom, for sure find a way to have people around you. Um my coworkers were like family, so that to me was still helpful even though I was working, I was still with friends. That's good. That's really good.
1: So some other things that have helped us, um, me, and I'm sure Christina as well, um, were just gifts that people did for us, having something to memorialize our children. So I do have something. I don't know if it'll show, but this is Joshua's handwriting. Someone had taken that and had it printed on a necklace with a little knight's helmet. And there's Um, even a feather. it's It's not red but I love it. Um, and I got this just like, I think it was two weeks after he passed away and I wear it all the time. Um, and that was a special, special gift that somebody did for me, but there's other things. Like I had so many people gathering pictures. Uh, I lost a lot of Joshua's pictures from when he was a baby Mm -hmm. on a corrupted SIM card or whatever card for the camera. And, um, so people just gathered what they could off of Facebook or pictures that they had. And they made scrapbooks for me. And those are some of my most treasured, treasured things. I'll have to share them um, on a post or something another time. But they are so special to me. I love pulling them out. And I love going over them with the boys and just remembering Joshua that way. Those gifts are super special.
0: Yes, I know. This one isn't necessarily from anybody, but I found those Facebook ads on, they get me every time they always have like sunflower (laughs) things. And uh, it says you are my sunshine, which is like my mom's special thing for Mason, but I had to get it because it was a sunflower. Um, but I also have something that was made for me. It's actually, um, Mason's, I don't know if it's a thumbprint, but some fingerprint that somebody made into a necklace for me. And I wear that quite often, but I have lots of jewelry um somebody made me a bracelet that says mason on it and his dates and then um i think another one what was i gonna tell you about oh uh, so sunflowers obviously because they're yellow is special to me but before before we really had like a sunflower uh symbol it was dandelion seeds because i'll i do not know if you've seen it but there's a picture we had family pictures taken and it's the only family pictures of all of us together with mason Uh, He was 15 months old. It was in May and he died in August. And so he was 15 months old. So a rambunctious toddler and um, did not want to sit still for pictures or stand still for pictures. And so there was just, we were outside and there's just like dandelions everywhere. And so the photographer just started picking him up and just blowing them. And so Mason grabbed some and started running around. And soon I had one in my hand and I was trying to hold him, getting him to smile. And so there's super cute pictures of me and my mom and we're just blowing these dandelions, and you can see them, like, drifting off into the into the breeze. And so dandelion seeds kind of became a thing. I'll have to show you my tattoo on my arm at some point. But um, yeah. somebody gave me uh, a necklace that's, like, a clear charm that has a dandelion seed in the oh, middle. That's so neat. So that was probably one of my first pieces of jewelry that somebody made for me, and I really loved it. But, so anyways, cool. gifts like that that you can find, they're also... A way for moms to carry their kids around them with a physical object. Obviously, we hold them in our hearts, but things that you can feel. I don't know. It's just. I always wear yellow or have something that reminds me of Mason in some way or make. I always have
1: red, so I don't have any red clothes on, but I have red Mm -hmm. earrings, so that's my thing. (laughs) I always wear red. I love it. Uh, Those are good things. Uh, So just be mindful if they have, if your friend um, that is grieving has something like a color. Uh, Just be mindful of that. Get them something special that reminds them of their child because we like to have our children with us always. There's that constant reminder that they aren't that far away from us um, and that they'll always be a part of us. We'll always be their moms. So there's always something that wants us to, yeah, that helps us to remember them.
0: And no matter what age they died too, I know our kids were young, but if you're watching this and your child was an adult with kids, whatever, um, it's still still applies yes so very much so.
1: it doesn't matter what age your child passes away um they're still your baby and that it's pain is real no matter what I mean I lost my mom when I was 20 um but my grandma she still grieves the loss of her baby and I remember after I lost my mom I thought why is she grieving so hard no 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 I just lost my mom But then I lost my son, and I realized it hit me. She's missing her baby. And that broke my heart all over again because I felt like such a brat, (laughs) realizing that that's why she's grieving so hard. She's allowed to. So, yes, don't ever feel bad for the grief that you have, no matter the age of your child. Your baby will always be your baby. Sorry, I'm getting emotional (laughs) now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess we can go to the next did you have something else to say no that was it (laughs) okay um so now that we've talked about things that are helpful I think it's also wise to mention some things that are not because nobody really knows what to say or do when somebody's child dies and I've even said it and I like kicked myself after the first thing you say is I'm so sorry for your loss no matter what. And that's like the first thing that everybody who's lost a child says they hate hearing. And I think I said it to somebody at a support group meeting and was like, why did I just say that? I know that that hurts and that's not helpful. Um, So we kind of came up with a couple of things that people have said to us that really just suck. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. I'll let you start wait for that. yeah i'll let you say it because they um, were actually said to you mostly not me true.
1: um so obviously that i'm sorry for your loss like there's i don't know it's hard to find something else to say there isn't you are you are genuinely sorry that they lost their child but yeah. it's like well first of all it's not your fault and Nothing's gonna bring him back. Like there's no restitution for but that right now.
0: <laughs> wisely about the sentence you say right after that, because that's where these come in. I'm so sorry for your loss. I mean, that can be genuine, but then they say, "I'm so sorry for your loss," but, and yeah, then you're like the butt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've gotten that one. <laughs> so um, this is what I heard. Uh, that hurts a lot. <laughs> well. Be grateful that you still have the other kids.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I saw that on Facebook
0: and somebody's rebuttal was, okay, which one of your children would you like to give up? Right. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, you can't Mm -hmm. say that.
1: I love my children. I'm still grateful for my other children, but I am still missing my baby, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Another one was, well, it must've just been his time. Okay. It was an accident. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it was his time. He had lots of life to live still. Or, um, I got, God needed him more. I'm like, sure. Okay. I don't, I don't know God why God would need him more. I feel like
0: that doesn't need anything.
1: No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so those aren't helpful. Like, if you believe them and you think them, that's fine. Like maybe I believe it too. I don't know. Um, but those aren't helpful to say to someone that's grieving, especially right at the beginning. Um, yeah. Cause let's be honest. If we aren't all just a little bitter with heavenly father, or God, um, I, you are a better person than I am. <laughs> Cause <Amen. I'm>...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anger is one of the things you will feel a lot. Yeah. And not at any given point in time either. It's not, it's not in like, what's the grief stages, whatever, how you're supposed to go through all those stages. You're not going to do them in order. They're all over the place. You'll feel them they all. Are. You can feel two of them at the same time, one within seconds of the other. It's just all over the place. So true. So true. Um, another thing that's important
1: is if you're going to go over Don't cry at them. Don't whine and don't complain about your life and do not compare your loss to their child loss ever, ever, ever. I know you just lost your dog, but I just lost my kid. Don't cry to me about your dog.
0: (laughs) Fair. (laughs) What do you think? i actually so that made me think of something that somebody said at one of our support group meetings and i don't think you were there and it actually kind of made sense because i agree with you definitely don't compare your your loss like you lost your dad or a pet or whatever don't don't bring that to them because obviously you're just projecting trying to sympathize or empathize but it's not really working um but the thing that this grieving parent said that really kind of hit home to me was I guess, be thankful that that person has never felt a pain worse than the one that they're feeling. So they're trying to relate to your pain in the best way that they can. And so if they just lost their pet and that pet may, meant everything to them, that's the extent of the amount of grief they've ever felt, like the, the most grief they've ever felt. And I was like, oh, I guess that's true. I guess I should be thankful for them that, you know, they they're not feeling what I'm feeling, but Maybe later on down that person's grief <laughs> journey, they'll have that realization. But once it's so fresh and it's not probably not the greatest comparison, I'm going to say. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, and I think something that I've learned over the last few years is my strong might look different than someone else's strong, but that doesn't make their pain less real. Um, yeah. Just because my pain is at this level. Um your pain might be at that level too. It just might not be for the same thing. And I can't discount your pain just like you can't discount my pain. So I totally get that. That, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And I think that's a good comparison between genders too. I mean, I think men grieve totally different than women do. And even though I just assumed the male figures in my life weren't grieving, I think they just were grieving differently and it just looked different on their faces and in their actions. And that's just, it was just different.
1: It's true. And that we could do a whole blog cast on that alone.
0: I think yes, we could. Oh, but we're already um, getting a little winded here. So <laughs> do you have any final thoughts for
1: today's message? No, I just wanted to, you know, let you know that we are here. Um, we understand your hearts. If you are a grieving parent and to reach out, um, look for those groups. If you need them talk to us. We are here for you.
0: Yep. Be sure to uh, find us on Facebook. And then we also have our Instagram that you can follow. Um, and then don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get the updates when we post our next blog cast. And then of course, since we are a blog cast, we have a blog. So find us on there and you can always read the little outline that we're going to uh, fill out. So it kind of tells a little bit about what we talked about and feel free to share us with your people that you think could be uh, benefited from our videos, so. Thanks for and watching, thank you guys. For All right, yeah. bye.